We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning, and welcome to the most anticlimactic radio show in sports talk history. What the hell are we supposed to do, Sean? Don't call me Seth Myers. Huh? Got, got the Joe Show liner already in there? Who do we have on as a guest today to, 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 to top this? I don't think any way we can top what this week has been. Do we have biblical figures on, on the show today? I, Moses? I don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't know how to top this. This is like the day after, I was telling those guys, the day after a wedding. You know what I mean? The reception was last night, and it literally was. I went out to Domenico's. And met Ron and his lovely daughter, Taylor, who I've never met before. She's wonderful. Pomp showed up with his friend, Jared, whose last name I don't know from KDKA. All kinds of people. Jared Barton. It was Ron's little crew from Domenico's. It was like, it was like cheers. Where everybody knows Ron's name. It was. At the end of the night, he brought out little... Bottles of whiskey, I think. What are the miniature ones called again, Sean? The miniatures. Yeah, the miniatures. And he handed out one to everybody, and then he gave a tearful farewell. It was like, I swear to God, it was like Norm saying goodbye on Cheers. I don't even remember what happened on the last episode of Cheers. Do you? I, I, I don't. Do you remember the show? Yeah, I never really watched it, but yeah, I mean, it was I was around during that time. It was so sad and bittersweet, and his refrain was, I have a lot to look forward to, but I'm leaving a lot behind. I mean, it was a, it was a freaking tearjerker. It was. I don't want to sound morbid here, but I think the great thing about what you and, and Pomp and everyone here was able to do is that a lot of times you hear stuff like that after someone passes and they don't realize how much they mean to everyone. Yes. This past week, I think Ron, if he didn't already know, realizes how much he means to everyone, and that was a great celebration of that. It was a living sports talk funeral, right? He did. He got to find out how much he, me- he meant to everybody. Did you? Were you here at the end of the show? I was not. I was tuning in. So I'm actually one of those people. Uh, if I'm in the car, I always have the station on and I love listening to you guys. But if I'm home, I generally am doing other stuff. I don't listen. I made a point to tune into the Odyssey app in my living room for the entire last segment, which honestly could have gone an hour and a half. And I don't think anyone would have complained. I just wanted it to keep going. Can you believe how that turned out? And, and then after that, you should have seen it. For those of you who weren't aware or... Um, Still might not be aware. 
we had Joe Green and Joe Namath lined up somewhere between 10, uh, 1.30 and 2. Joe Green was landing in Vegas for the Super Bowl. And he was, uh, he said, just try me. It's going to be touch and go. You know, plane's got to land on time. I've got to be somehow available. Started to get late with him. And then Namath, I lost all hope for. I really did. I had spoken to him the day before. And at the end of our conversation, he said, and I think, what is he, 80? Is that right? He said, my, my memory is still pretty good, but you might want to send me a text at 1 o'clock. So I thought right then, this could be problematic. And it was problematic. I still don't know how he called in. Do you know why, Sean? He called the fan fan number, the caller number. Nobody gave him that number, except here's what happened. Somebody called City Limits yesterday, a.k.a. Mr. P, and said, I'm Joe's, when we were panicking, right? And, of course, Ron didn't know what was happening. The whole thing was supposed to be a surprise for him. And somebody called in who was somehow distantly related to Joe Namath and said, uh, I'm gonna, I'll let him know that he needs to call. Somebody just from out of the blue. We had been frantically trying, and with the number that he gave me and other numbers and everything else, he called the hotline, like, Joe from Beaver Falls or Joe from Sarasota, Florida. He called 412-928-9370. Joe (laughs) Namath and city limits to his eternal credit, his everlasting credit. Notice the number that came up. We have, what, eight lines back there? Yeah, I'll give him a ton of credit because especially on a busy show like that where he was calling people, sometimes that can go under the radar. Why would he even look at the fan calls in the last segment when we weren't taking any more calls? Why would he even look there? But he did. This was like the immaculate reception. And I think you said it yesterday. It was kind of a bookend for Ron, right? That's what got him into sports. It was perfect. We're going to listen to that in a minute, but... Then what happened after that, right after the show, you should have seen it, Sean. Ron leaves the studio and everybody who was working here, salespeople, bosses, other talent on the air, lined up in the hallway and clapped. It was like the end of An Officer and a Gentleman with Richard Geary. Remember the end of that movie? They're in the factory or wherever one of them, she worked, I guess, I don't know. And he picks, he walks in and picks up Julia Roberts and takes her out and everybody in the whole place clapped. Do you remember the end of that movie? Can't say that I saw it, unfortunately. The only way I've, I could have recreated it better was if I had picked up Ron and walked him over to the stairs. It was unbelievable. And that's what finally got me. Everybody clapping. Of course, he wanted no part of it. He gave a couple hugs and then walked out. And everybody kept clapping through the glass doors as Ron walked out the door. Now I'm going to start crying again. This really is like the day after some major life event. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's so difficult to try to move on and, and focus on anything else. But uh, I'm sure if you asked Ron, he would say, "Don't don't worry, don't think about me. I'm I'm history now. So just talk about 
the big sports stories. But yeah, you know, from the very start, 14 years here. And then, of course, what do you say, 40, 44 years, 46 years overall as a writer and everything in this area. It's just yes. incredible. It really is like sports. It's like an athlete or a coach in that the game goes on here. And I guess this, for the time being, at least, this is the Joe show. It's not cooking Joe. It feels very weird. When I walk up those stairs every day, I see the back of Ron's bald head. The guy gets here at 5 in the morning. I don't know how, but he gets here, and he's usually playing solitaire. I walk up the stairs. He's up in the glass conference room, and I see the back of his head every day. I get a text from him every morning at about 5 a.m. with some show ideas. That's done. He's taken his last carry. He's thrown his last pass. He scored his last touchdown. But we forge ahead, right? Actually, we don't. We go back to yesterday's show because I wanted people to hear the ending. And I had so many people texting me, tweeting me, saying the end of that show is something I'll always remember. Like they went back and listened to it. I went back and listened to it. My wife hates the show. I mean, she hates sports talk, I should say. She hates every sports show. She listened to it live which was an absolute miracle. She listened to it live. So why don't we take people back to the final segment yesterday of Ron Cook's fabled sports media career. And I'm the type of person I imagine a lot of people out there are where everything could go great, you know, whatever, with a presentation or a day at your job or a week at your job. But you can't stop thinking about the one thing that went wrong. You could walk into a room and 8 million people could be clapping and cheering for you. And then there's one guy in the back who's booing. And that's all you think about. Maybe there's ego related here. Maybe too much pride. I don't know, Sean. But, but I wanted the show I wanted the show to end perfectly. It's like a good story, a good book, a good movie. You have to, it can be great. You have to have the perfect ending, right? Well, I think the good news for for you and for everyone is that you were able to provide that yesterday. Well, I didn't provide it, but I it it just happened. I helped, but we were, I was panicking and I was sad, and the way everything had gone over the course of the week with help from you, from from city limits, from Nelly, from past producers like Horse and Folsey who opened up the Rolodex all week for people like Terry Francona to Bob Pompiani, to Pony, to the boss here, Craig Riley, to everybody, made the whole week happen. And then we get to the last segment of the last day, and I pictured a little tiny Ron Cook in Beaver Falls. Maybe six-year-old Ron Cook with a beard, right? Worshiping Joe Namath. And I felt like that's what inspired him to get into sports in whatever form he did, first playing it and then covering it and writing about it and talking about it for all these years. What better way to cap it all than to have Joe Namath, his idol, the guy who inspired him, come on at the end of the show? This this was going to be better than, than the Jerome Bettis last act. So let's take you to about I don't know, 1.45 p.m. The show's supposed to end at 1.53. Who's kidding who? We never end on time, a segment or a show. But still, I'm, I've given up hope. 
Joe Green has landed or not landed in Vegas. I understood that he was incredibly busy. And I understand that Namath, very busy man, may have forgotten. I think I made up a story that he hey, he had a flight thing. I wasn't even telling the truth there. I, I, I was panicking. I was in full panic mode. And then it happened. The perfect ending. Even perfecter or more perfect because it came out of nowhere at the end. So I'll take you back to about 1.45 p.m. yesterday as I'm desperately buying time and giving up hope. The game appears to be over, like the famous Heidi game with Joe Namath, except his team lost that game. We won this one. Somebody on the uh, line. Uh, hey, Ron, would you I like know to talk which, to? I don't know which Joe it is, but it's going to be somebody named Joe. Oh, please. The best Steelers player of all time. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Joe Green on the line. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm fine, Mr. Cook. I'm fine. I appreciate you calling in, man. My goodness. So you just got tired of the fuss, huh? I got tired of it. You know, you know when it's time, you think, and you're not 100% sure, but I'm ready to try to do nothing for a while, Joe. That's all I want to do, nothing. Hey. I I I I cheer for that. Doing nothing is great. <laughs> well, you want tremendous. I cheer for that. Doing nothing is great. So I figured, all right, we salvaged it, right? Somewhat. I was still going to take home the Joe Namath letdown, and probably think about that all night. By the way, Donnie Football has weighed in. Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. And he says the last scene of she- of Cheers was everybody leaving for the last time when a guy knocks on the door and Sam Malone says, we're closed. Oh, my God. I feel sadder about that than Ron leaving. Yeah, that's that pretty depressing. I always think of the last episode of Seinfeld and how goofy that kind of was where they ended up in jail. I know that was no, much I didn't debated. See that. But yeah, it's the, always the ending of MASH, which is my favorite show of all time. Didn't it end with Henry Blake? Dying, I think. Thankfully, we didn't uh, replicate that yesterday. No, but like I said, it was a death of sorts. It was the death of the Cook and Joe show. But anyway, you know what's going to happen is today's the day I'm going to feel sad. And, And again, that mimics funerals, weddings, where you're so tied up. In, in, in everything and everyone and, and looking after people and distracting yourself. And then when the event is over, the next day happens and the feelings come crashing in. You might have to take me out of here on a stretcher. I might that have happened to, be, to Ron one time. I, <laughs> I might have to be airlifted out of here today, Sean. Vinny told that story yesterday, by the oh, way. Oh, that was, and I heard that was a detail. great. I heard a detail I'd never heard. I knew, in fact, I walked past Ron. I was doing the afternoon show with Malsey, and it was Ron and uh, Vinny and Cook. And Ron seemed to, his head seemed to be bobbing in that little, the little conference room back there. I didn't think much of it because he, he seemed to have a bobbing. He was like a, a walking bobblehead every day. But I guess he bobbled down that night or that day, and they carried him out. And when the cops came, the cops said to him, did Vinny do this to you? which is an unbelievable line under the circumstances, isn't it? I'd never heard that piece of the story. Did you? No, I, I so that was, uh, that was hilarious. And, you know, Vinny, those guys, obviously, I think they both said they butted heads would be an understatement, but you, you see how much they care about each other now after the years. Yeah, 
Same with Ron and I. We butted heads. We didn't even like each other for a long time. I don't even know if we still do. But it was a, it was a marriage, you know, and we, we made it work in the end for the purpose that it was created for, which was to generate good ratings and be an entertaining show. And so this is also the day after the divorce. Why am I here? I guess it's the Joe show now. Anyway, is that what they're calling it? Is that what the, the thing at the beginning said? Yeah, as, as of today, it appears it's the Joe show now. <laughs> One day only Joe show. So back to yesterday. Suddenly, without warning and against all odds, because it was now 150, and the show was ending, quite frankly, this happened. Like Terry Francona's from New Brighton. <laughs> yes. Sir. All the road trips you've taken. And I said, I want to finish this with Namath. And, and guess what, Joe? No. And we're going to finish. We are. Oh. We're going to finish it with, Joe with Broadway Joe from beginning to end. Joe, how are you? Talk to Ron Cook. Hey, Ron, it's Beaver Valley, Ron and Joe, Beaver Falls. <laughs> yes, sir, Joe. I'm a Beaver Falls boy and proud of it, just yeah. like you. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, yet, guys. I appreciate you calling, man. We were just talking about how it's always a thrill to talk to you. Well, uh, I wish more fe- more. I wish more people felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all feel that way, Joe. You know, how's your health? How are you doing? You okay? Yes, yes. It's it's uh, not a perfect world, uh, but the family's healthy. You know, the grandchildren. Uh, my brother Frank moved on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we'll be meeting up in not too distant future. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing well enough. Thank you. Well, I remember I had... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wow, is all I could say about that. I still can't believe it. I can't believe it happened. And it was the perfect ending. It was like a well, it was like a well-written book. 
the whole week the way it turned out. How about when, if you could match guests, you know how Sully likes to, to match twosomes on his lines and then figure out the third guy? If you could match guests in twosomes, Francona and Calipari would have been the, 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 a perfect match. Well, what happens? What happens, Sean? Don't call me Seth Myers. They got matched up yesterday. By accident. Calipari was going to call in at any point. Marty Tuffer, his old roommate from Clarion, who's a salesperson here, arranged. I wasn't even thinking Calipari. He arranged for Calipari. Cal will call you at some point today between 10 and 2. Cool. So right before, and the reason why they're perfectly matched is they're both from Beaver, they're Beaver County guys, just like Ron, and they know each other. So they can have a little Beaver County reunion. So Calipari is on. I mean, Francona's on. He's on hold. It was a power segment, starting with Folsey, of all people, doing a wheel of ball. <laughs> the power segment started with little Folsey doing a wheel of ball. Then in comes Jim Render. So we start building up. Not that Folsey's a low place to start. He's a high place to start. But we start building up from Folsey to the winningest coach, I think, in Whitfield history. Is he? Or one of two? I don't know. Yeah, I believe he is legend at USC. Okay. So we talk to the great Jim Render. We're going to fit in Terry Francona as a little extra treat for Ron, a hat trick, if you will, in the segment. But before we get to him, City Limits raises his hand back there. I put on the ear set for him, and he says, Calipari's on the line. You talk about fate. So we get Calipari. Him and Ron are exchanging old Beaver County stories, and then we go straight to Francona for one of the greatest segments in history. You want to talk about legends. Folsey, Render, Calipari, and Francona. And then the other twosome that was matched up, there were a couple of them from the week, Bettis and Ham. And then I can't remember the third one. You had, uh, did you have Leland followed by Shelty? Yes, we did. That one was planned. That one was planned, and that was perfect, too. And Shelty, uh labeling the entire proceeding in Crinculent was a highlight of the week. By the way, we're going to have on our website this week at 93.7thefan.com all those clips together, all the tributes for Ron. And just to say it again, reaching out to all these people this week, and this is a testament to Ron. And I, I, I think ultimately What drew people to Ron in the sports world, and I'm talking athletes and coaches, was that he was very uniquely himself and that he, he made the effort to talk to people as human beings. And that's something I tried to impress upon students at Waynesburg. Did you go to Waynesburg? You're the only producer who didn't, right? Yeah, I went to Penn State. Was use that extra time that you have just to shoot the you-know-what with people, athletes, coaches, training staff, PR people, get to know people, and you'll be surprised at, A, how they are willing then to open up later on, and B, the respect they gain for you, right? And I really think that Ron mastered that in his career. 
I don't even think he used a tape recorder, and I think that was part of that. I, I think it can be intrusive to just stick a tape recorder or nowadays a phone right in people's faces all the time. You know what I mean? I actually had that, that exact debate last night because, do you know Bill Beckner, the great writer for The Trib? Yes, I do. He does the handwritten notes. Right. And I was always afraid. The first few times I covered something for the newspaper, that's what I did. And I said, I'm not good enough to do this without messing up, and I don't want to misquote someone. I think it is a very uh, impressive skill to be able to do that without a tape recorder because I have to go back and transcribe every word because I don't trust myself to get it correct. Right. Me neither. So sometimes I would go with the hidden tape recorder or phone under the notebook. But Ron, I really think, and I had the class do an exercise. You be the interviewee. You tell me what feels more impersonal. Someone standing there looking down at a notebook every once in a while or someone standing there with a phone in your face. It's just very different. But anyway, Ron personalized the business for people. And I also compared him to some of the great archetypes from literature and movies which, which is the, the unlovable curmudgeon who just needs one little turn of the key and he becomes far the opposite of that. He was the Grinch whose heart was one and a half sizes too big. Was it one and a half sizes, John? Yeah, that sounds, Grinch? Yeah, sounds or right. Or one and a quarter. In other words, you're so far on one side that you have all of that in you on the other side. There's no middle ground, right? You're the lovable, the, the inaccessibly lovable curmudgeon. Shrek. Ron was Shrek. He was a big green monster going up to people's lockers. But once you got to know him, he turned into the, 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 the Shrek we saw at the end that the beautiful girl fell in love with. Maybe that's next for Ron. He was Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Didn't that turn out that way? Yeah, the ghost visited him and whatnot. And he turned out to be abnormally nice instead of horrifying, right? Do I have that right, that story? Yep. Yeah, you got it. And even Sixth Sense, you remember how that turned out? The little kid was afraid of all those monsters under his beds until he actually humanized them and tried to get to know them, and they turned out to be very nice people. Do you remember that? Sounds just like Ron to me. I see dead people. You remember that line from that I movie? I do, yeah. That's Ron, the horrifying curmudgeon that if you just turn it a little bit, he instantly transforms into not just a normal person, but a lovable teddy bear, Shrek at the end. Ebenezer Scrooge. Who was the other guy? The Grinch, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Ron, on his worst days, would go into your house and steal all your toys and bring them up to his little mountain in the North Hills. On his best days, and the person he really is, is he would recreate Christmas better than it was. That's what I'm talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I, I, I somewhat agree with that. You know, I didn't know what to expect when I first started working. He's intimidating when you first see him. He doesn't talk to people sometimes, new people. They're like, what's this guy's deal? He doesn't say anything in the hallway. He's gruff. He's mean. I he think it took him a couple weeks to figure out my name was actually Sean and not Seth as well. He was really thrown off by that. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, again, I, I said it at the end of Tuesday's show. Like, he truly, beyond just a, a cohort, he, he was very nice to me in terms of just being a, a good person. Right. And he had great affection for you. He has great affection for you. You're still alive. 
So not only is he not in his real self, the guy who will ignore you and huff and puff and intimidate unintentionally with the beard and the folded arms and the bald, partially bald head. He's a guy who will call you or your significant other on their birthdays. They'll ask me about my kid every day when I walk in. Ask me about my golf game incessantly. Check in with me from time to time just to see how I am. And those stories flowed last night at Dominico's too. Can you play the theme from Cheers at some point in this show, John? I can absolutely do that for you. So here we are a day later, the day after the wedding, the day after the sports talk funeral, so to speak, and we move on. We have a Super Bowl to get to. We have awards rants to get to. And we have Tyler Kennedy to get to. This was Off the Top, presented by J.P. Roofing and Siding. Man, we have a stock show again. We certainly can't outdo what we've done, but we can try. I'm, I think I have Fast Willie Parker at 1 o'clock talking about that Super Bowl run and one other play in that game when I think he might have scored a touchdown if things had turned out differently. I don't know about him, though. I talked to him last night. He said 1 or one thirty. I said, which one? He said, whatever, just call me. That made me a little nervous, Sean. Sounds I, like Joe Namath almost. I, it does, right? I called. <clears throat> God bless me. I called Willie Parker yesterday and didn't leave a message. And I've never talked to him. I had a pretty good relationship with him when he was here. I didn't leave a message, and then he called back, and I was at Domenico's in the middle of the bar, and I got the distinct sense that when he realized who had called him, he was at least mildly disappointed that it was someone from his past and it was a sports writer. But he felt obligated to talk, and then I said, I, you know, I really would love to talk to you about that Super Bowl, about what you're up to, all that stuff. You're a legend. He is. And that's when he said, 1, one thirty, whatever, just call me. I said, should I text first? He's like, no, just call. So I'm, I'm nervous about that one. I think there's maybe a 40% chance it'll happen. Better than nothing. I think yeah, there's a we'll near, give it a shot. Yeah. We've had a good week so far. Yeah. There's a near 100% chance that Tyler Kennedy will join me next to talk all things Penguins and what an interesting night for them with the Marc-Andre Fleury situation. What, it, tonight's his thousandth game, correct? I believe it's that's against the, case. the Penguins, and yeah. I, I know we we are going to hear from um, Sully talking about uh, when ultimately they had to make the decision to move on from him. Yeah, he was really good, and I thought just very real about how that whole situation went down. Um, but it's always a little bit emotional for a lot of people, not the least of whom is Flurry, when these two teams play. Let me make sure I have my facts right. No. He's, it's his hundred. It's his thousandth and ninth game. What the hell am I talking about? But they're celebrating it tonight. That's the key. So we'll talk to Tyler Kennedy next. Fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over fifty years. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say. There's never a fee unless we get money for you. Football fans, FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge has the perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 58 action with a no-sweat same-game parlay. When you bet on Super Bowl 58 on FanDuel, one game 
can mean a lot of wins. And I've had a lot of time to think about this one. And America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite money line, bets, spread, whatever prop, whatever you want. I'm going back to Purdy over 12 and a half yards. Are, are, what's going on here? I know what's going on. Most of the time he didn't get that this year. But when the games get bigger, quarterbacks are more willing to risk themselves. And in the last two games, he went over, profoundly over last game. And he will again. He's also going to be under immense pressure, I think, from Kansas City, which is going to force him to run. So go over with him. Start that to build an SGP, a same-game parlay. You'll get bonus bets back if your SGP doesn't win. You can build your own or borrow some or part of an SGP already made for you at America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey if you don't already have an account. 21-plus present in Pennsylvania. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.